Good evening, family. Good evening. I know there's a delay. I know. So welcome to everyone who is joining us live or joining at some point in the future, watching the replay. Just thankful that you're a part tonight. Have some awesome people in the house. We are so privileged to be here at the Patterson's home. Uh, the open day, there we go. See, there we go. See, it's coming through. Thank you. Michael's just letting us know that I'm live. Um, but just so grateful uh, for the opportunity to be here in Tom and Autumn's house and uh, just to go over the word of God with you. And so uh, grab your water, your, uh, your, your fruit, your whatever it is you're eating at home, uh, having dinner right now, or are you watching... Sorry, I just kicked the camera. Watching the replay later on. Uh, just glad we're a part of this, and we want you to join us in this conversation, especially those who are live. Uh, jump on this comment section and, and give us some feedback um, as we are discussing the Word of God tonight. We are here to edify one another. That's what it's about. Okay, building up your faith, building up your trust, and helping you understand the Word of God is life. Yes. It is living, even right now. Maybe two thousand years old in terms of a uh, its construction for the new covenant, but it is still alive in this very moment, Amen. and so it is active to to correct us, to instruct us, to help us, to heal us, and that's what we're going to see the Word of God even do tonight. So I'm excited about this time, and so here being in the in the Patterson's home, uh, Tom, I'm going to put you on the spot for just a moment, sir, if you don't mind. So uh, Thomas Patterson, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. If there's, a, if there's any prayer requests, we would like to put those prayer requests, um, go ahead and put some prayer requests in the comments if you have any right now. Uh, we will make sure we cover those. And uh, any prayer requests in the room tonight? Anything going on in anyone's life that we just want to lift up before the Lord? Your finances, family, health, anything going on we need to pray about? All, all that and above. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else we need to pray for? What's good? You know my situation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Does Tommy know? Because he'll be going praying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, amen. All right. Um, if there's any comments, Pastor Ogo, when Tommy finishes up, please let me know and I'll cover those as well in prayer. So, all right. Tommy, do you mind? Since this is your household, sir, please go ahead and pray over tonight. Thanks, sir. Father God, we give you thanks and we praise yes, your holy name. To yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come together and to worship you and to edify one another and lift each other up tonight, Father God. Your word says iron sharpens iron, yes. Father, and so here we are doing exactly that, Father. And right yes, now, we God. just ask for your, your covering, yes. your blessing, your blood yes. to flow yes. over yes. each and every last one of us who are here, everybody who is watching and listening right now, Father yes, God, God, everybody who will be seeing it and hearing it later, Lord. Yeah. Just completely yeah. keep them covered, Lord, and keep them under your wing. You are the stronghold. You are yes, the refuge in the yes. safe place. Yes. And this yeah. is a safe place tonight, Father Amen. God. As we come together and we are sharing what we see in the word with one another, Lord. We ask that you continue to speak through Pastor Amen. as you always have and, yes, keep, and uh, keep using him um, the way you need to, Father God, in the way that, that is definitely used for us. That we are walking the path that you have called us upon, Father yes. God. And Lord, right now we just ask for complete covering over every situation of every life in this room, Amen. Father, for every yes, uh, member of their home, every member of their household, everybody they touch and move and walk and breathe with, Father God, we just ask for your covering over them, Lord. Let your grace and your mercy flow through each and every last one yes, of them. Lord. Cover them, fill yeah. them up, and let it overflow, Father yes. God. Thank you. We give you thanks and praise your name. Amen. 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 Pastor, any prayer requests online by chance? Any um, comments? Yes, for Christine Lucas, her health. Okay. Um, please pray my blood levels. I have been feeling like I have to pass out. Okay. So her blood levels. Okay. Pray for Christine. For Christine? Okay. Christine Lucas and Jessica Velasquez said, uh, for direction, open doors. Amen. God's going to do that. Yes. Also, just want to take a moment and uh, just wish Mama Irving a happy birthday today. Hi, um, happy birthday. birthday. 
What I pray for mom, not just for her birthday, but uh, those you might know, um, her brother passed away yesterday. Mm. And so just a kind of a, a difficult birthday. I believe she turned 70 today. Uh, but I talked to her this morning and she was just still in good spirits, still trusting God. And so we just want to just speak blessings over her 70th year. So uh, I'm just going to just take a moment and pray for these other needs as well. So Heavenly Father, we lift up Christine before you. And yes. Christine, you know he's a healer. You know this. You've, you've lived uh, the life you've lived knowing that God has touched yes, you and yeah. healed you many times. So Father, we thank you. You're doing so again even now. Uh, Father, let us feel a supernatural touch from heaven. Uh, just right now strengthening her physical body. Yes. God, we also thank you that in, in terms of uh, Michael and Jessica, that you are you are the way maker. Yes, and you every are. open door that needs to be gone, you are making that way. And I thank you that you're leading them with peace as well. That yes. way they know uh, and close any door in their face that isn't you, but open up what they need and I'll pour the blessings over their life. Yes. We thank you for them. Lastly, Father, we thank you for Mama Irving. We thank you for her life. And in this new decade, God, we pray for health. We pray for wisdom. We pray for strength as she needs it. Yes. And Father, even this moment with the, the loss of her brother, God, I still, I heard her today rejoicing in who you are and, and just speaking to her own level of trust, how she wants that to deepen in this season of her life. So God, I do pray that you take her weeping and turn it into joy yes. and allow her to be an example to her family members because they need you right now, God. So yes. we pray for your blessings to coincide with your, your peace and your strength in her life. We thank you these things are done in Jesus' name. Let all God's people say amen. 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 Hallelujah. All right. So uh, thank you again, Pattersons, for having us in your home. And uh, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 3. That's what we're going to be rocking out from tonight. So uh, this is a cool Wednesday for us because this might be, this could be the last Wednesday that we have one less better. Maybe we'll have next Wednesday, Karina. Maybe we'll have one more. I don't know. So. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, God bless Karina and Devin. And uh, Ephesians 3. So I typically am reading from the NLT, but uh, because I don't have my phone or Tommy's password for my, my laptop, I'm <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm reading uh, from the New King James. And so New King James, tonight Ephesians chapter 3 so uh, forgive me if your translation is a little different but there are actually some cool things that I do want to highlight about some of the translations um, that we're reading from we're going to read this in sections tonight Ephesians 3 instead of just going verse by verse we'll kind of come back and break these things down a little bit I am going to propose uh, a few more questions than I have in previous weeks so uh, the men and women in the room I'd love to hear from all of you please you know, be a part of that and those who are watching online just please comment uh, because we will, we will acknowledge those comments and, and read those comments um, but this is the word of God, the living word of God for us today. So yes. Ephesians chapter three this is so cool because this is a kind of a continuation of the mystery that Paul is highlighting to the, the church in Ephesus and really to every believer everywhere. Okay, this, this profound mystery. Here he goes. Verse, uh, verse one of Ephesians three says, for this reason. I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ. I love how he says that. Not just any kind of prisoner, right? the Amen. prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. If indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, I think some translations might say the, the stewards of the grace of God, um, possibly says that, um, of which was given to me for you. So he's talking about the stewardship that God has given him, the dispensation of grace that God has given to him. How that by revelation, God made known to me the mystery, here it is, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, okay? And here it is, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. 
here it is. Here's the mystery that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. Amen. This, okay. Now this was, I can mind you, if you're a Jewish, Jewish believer, this blows your mind that God is opening this up to all the Gentiles. Okay. This is, this is just shocking. We got to put ourselves in a, in the mindset of 2000 years ago, because to us, we're just like, uh, it doesn't really mean much, does it? It absolutely meant everything to these Jewish believers to hear that the Gentiles get to share the same level of inheritance that they were to receive. So, uh, the Jewish, their fellow, uh, the Gentiles are fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became, a, I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. So let me just pause right there, okay, because I know that uh, I'm reading from the New King James, so unless you were raised around King James, some of that wording doesn't make as much sense. Uh, so let me kind of, let's talk about this just for a moment. So Paul starts to speak about this, this mystery, this mystery that, um, that, no Jew could have bought into except that it had been revealed uh, by the Spirit of God. This is what the gospel is really about. Mm -hmm. this, this Jewish Messiah that died on a cross for the sins of the Jews, that is not just limited to the Jews. Okay, this has been opened up for all mankind. And so what he's showing us is the mystery of God really is that there's a unification happening between the Jews and now the Gentiles. Um, Tommy, we were talking about this a little bit ago, and I'll have Tommy just briefly just kind of share something he was telling me earlier, but anytime we get into a, a situation where the world says one thing that is acceptable, and then the, the word of God says something different, it almost becomes a point of contention and conflict. And we see it in our, in our current day and age when it concerns homosexuality and what the word of God actually says about that lifestyle. And the world is telling us, especially in America, the world is saying one thing, the word of God says something different. And so it becomes this contention point. And are we allowed to talk about these things? Absolutely. Paul has to address these things yeah. because this was the point of contention for the early church. What do you mean the uncircumcised are allowed to hang out with the circumcised? What, what is going on? In fact, it got so contentious one time, we know that Peter himself decided to distance himself from the Gentiles because he didn't want the Jews to look down on him. And so Paul has to address these kind of things. So tell me, uh, just uh, give, me a, uh, give us a little bit of the conversation we were having earlier about the video I believe you said you watched. Right, so I saw a video of a, of a guy, a black guy who was a pastor um, at a predominantly white church, and he had a life group where he was discussing basically where um, they were trying to see about the abolishment of slavery, right? Whether the Bible speaks to, 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 to abolish it or to dismiss it. Yeah. So he split the groups in two, and basically what ended up coming out was that the pro-slavery group won by a landslide. Um, just using scripture, right? Yeah, just, just using, using scripture alone. And so what's interesting about it is is that the pastor then ended up, um, eventually he does say he was fired, but he was fired because he spoke out against the fact that, um, that the scriptures should be dismissed or put to the wow. side because they don't make space for black people, right? Because wow. if slavery is good, according to the Bible, then it doesn't make space for him. And the problem that he did not see is the fact that while, yes, it says these things that, but anyway, followers of Christ, basically, once you become a believer, whether you are master or slave, yes. your relationship to one another changes, yes. right? And it is the love of Christ and the love of the Father that if you were really with them, that then changes you, yes. and eventually that slavery would be dismissed, right? Um, 
Jesus said to give Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. So ultimately, the governments of this world belong to this world. Yes, sir. Jesus has his own kingdom. And yes. as you are moving into his kingdom, the things of this world are left behind. That's right. You know, and so that is how you end up getting rid of something like slavery in the kingdom. Yes, sir. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that was the whole the whole point that he was just. He was voting on the fact that he was a black Christian and the Bible, those verses in the Bible didn't make space for him. So he should be able to set them aside. And then he was using verses um, like Jesus picking wheat on the Sabbath or eating wheat on the Sabbath to justify his decisions, which was no different than the slave owners using the Bible to justify slavery. Yeah, sure. um, manipulation <laughs> of the word is wrong regardless. But amen. You know, the love of Jesus and the love of the Father is what's supposed to change us from the inside out. And that's going to be reflective in the things that we do and how we treat one another. Absolutely. Yes. So in context, because we haven't even got to this portion of Ephesians 3 yet. In context, the reason I wanted Tommy to share that is because what we see in, in modern Christendom is unless we get to that point where we are filled with the revelation of the love of God. Right, the overflow of the love of God. We're always going to look for something to keep us separate, something divided, something to keep us different. And what happens for the for the, the people reading this is that, hey, the Jews are superior to the Gentiles, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're and if we don't allow the love of God to fill our lives, and we That's don't begin right. to grow in the understanding of His love, we're always going to look for reasons to stay divided, to stay mm -hmm. separate, to to look down our noses at someone else. And and ultimately, this this pastor, I. I I pray for him. I pray that he catches the full revelation of while scripture doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't in, in any way put an end to slavery. What it does is it be, it's a beginning to the endless love of God yes. that then eventually led to the end of slavery. Okay. And, and that's really what it came down to. The whole abolitionist movement was the understanding of the new covenant. We're all one in Christ. Yes. That was a revelation that Paul caught in, in, in Galatians 3. He taught he caught it and taught it. He said, there's neither slave nor free. Okay, the, uh, Jew nor Gentile, male nor female, we were one in Christ. And that understanding ultimately is what led to the removal of, of slavery in time. Our point is just simply this. If you don't get filled with the love of God, you're always going to look for a reason to divide. You're always going to look for a reason to segregate. You're always going to look for a reason to look down your nose at someone else. And that's why this, I believe this, this verse or these passages so important, especially for this month in America, uh, Pride Month, it's so important that we are filled with the love of God so that we can speak to men and women, not according to how they're living or the choices they make or how they believe they're born, but according to what the Word of God teaches us. And with the love of God, I believe we can win the hearts and minds of so many and bring them into the family of God. It's really here. It's in the family of God that people yes. that people find freedom. It's in the family yes. of God that people find yes. deliverance. It's in the family of God that people find value and worth. And no matter how they've been treated, this is where they begin to find identity. Ah, I know who I am in Christ. I don't have to live according to the flesh. I don't have to live according to the desires. I don't have to line up with what the world says I have to be. No, no, I, I am a child of God. And so, Tommy, thank you for sharing that revelation because really that was a mystery to the early church. What do you mean? We can be equal. What, what, what do you mean? Uh, we, 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 don't, we don't have to have a, almost like a, a caste system. What do you, what do you mean? And, and, and absolutely. And so this is this revelation. So I, I want to present it like this because there's always that division between the Jews and the Gentiles. I, I guess I want to I put it like this. I could see the Jews always like saying to God, like, God, why? <laughs> why the Gentiles? God, why, why are you allowing the Gentiles to be part of this? So to the group here. 
I'd like to propose this question and maybe some of you can, can, uh, can maybe answer this. Uh, maybe give me a time in your life where you were like, God, why me? <laughs> why now? God, why this? Does anybody have maybe a, a, a point in time where you're just like, Michael, could probably speak to this maybe without giving too many details, but Michael, just maybe like in this current season, maybe, uh, did, you have a, did you have a why me? Why God? Why now? Before Christ, yeah, like, okay. Sure, go ahead. Plenty of times, like, uh, getting shot, or even shooting myself, uh, you know. <clears throat> yes, and, um, yeah, just a lot of things that were happening to me. And that's what drew me further away from him. Wow. Know? Along with everything else, you know, telling me that he's, he's not real. And, and so, and the things that I was part of, of course. So in your BC days, before Christ days, there was a lot of God, why me? Yeah, I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to think when you quit, even after Christ, it was been, but like recently, no. I mean, oh, really? recently. Because okay. you caught a different revelation. Mm, yes, I, I don't want to say like, you know, I'm spiritual and mature, but like, no, I, I'm, I'm mature enough to know that like, like there's no doubt in me for God. Anymore. Yes, okay, sir. Like, yeah. I, tell, my, I, tell my wife, repeatedly um, taking all them away and people might not believe me taking them all away yes I'm born and breathe hard sure but I'm, I'll never throw my fist up at God again I'll never curse him again and I definitely will praise him even with my tears God thank you for taking them away wow. you know there's a reason why I took them away mm -hmm. reason to do. your ways are better than mine wow. amen so, that's, uh, that's powerful that's powerful I mean it's almost the 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 hymn, um, It Is Well With My Soul, mm -hmm. written in a situation where the, the author lost his daughters um, on the ship that was coming across from the Atlantic. And, and instead of cursing God and God, why me? Instead, what he did is he began to pen that when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows blow, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Pretty profound. But, but I think we all have to get to that point where, we're, where we begin to mature in the faith. Right. Or why God? Why me? So anyone else got any, any references or anybody online want to talk about maybe a time where you're just like, why God? Or or maybe not so much you, maybe why them, God? Why are you blessing them? <laughs> why are you why are you coming through That's for them? Hey, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. A Absolutely. Why them, Lord? They don't deserve it. I know what's going on. So <laughs> any other any other thoughts or please, yeah, go ahead, Jalen. Yeah, yeah. Um today actually. La ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Jalen Merriweather. Come on, nice and loud over there. I was I was going for a walk and I was just um just listening to worship music and thinking like where I'm at in my life and you know, everything that's happened these past couple months and just like asking like God like why yeah like when, like when I first got back just asking like why this had to happen, happen to me and like right now I see why and I know now he has a plan for my life and even today I was asking why are you choosing me like and questioning myself like telling myself I wasn't enough and asking God, like, why me yeah. out of all people? And, you know, that's, uh, that's something I was struggling with today. Was God giving you the answer? Yeah. Okay. Like, like towards the end of my walk, and um, he was just letting me know, like, because, like, with my situation, I'm the only one who's going to listen to him and trust him. Come on, sir. And... Wow, listen to that revelation. Okay, yeah, yes, sir. No matter what, like, I know I gotta trust in him because, you know, just like the plans that he has. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 like the plans he has, I want to see them like. Um, Being fulfilled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know no matter what, no matter how many times the enemy tries to attack my mind and tell me that I'm not enough. I know I just got to keep going and trusting God. Preach, sir. Oh, yeah. uh, Michael, your bride was saying, uh, Michael often has to remind me in times of why me, he knows our beginning from our end and his plan is better than what I thought yes. our life would look like. Ooh, hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> you know, to even bring up, God's not afraid of us asking why. Come on, sister. Amen. You know, like he wants us to pour out everything. Tell him everything. Let him know how we're feeling yeah. and yeah. everything. Absolutely. Like, that's what a lot of people, oh, but I don't want him to think I don't have enough faith. <laughs> He's God. You can tell. I mean, he already knows. Yeah. Amen. So it's okay. It's okay to just open up yes. and pour out before God. Ms. Autumn, you're hit on something that is so profound it's almost like it's a revelation for those who were raised in denominations where they weren't allowed to ask questions where they weren't allowed to to have uh maybe an objection and the problem with that is it's so counter to the scriptures mm -hmm. jesus teaches ask and it yes. shall be given seek and you will find if i just accept everything at face value i could be buying into a heretical lie you know it's like wait this is heresy why am i believing this uh, but if i ask and if i seek the Spirit of God is going to lead me into all truth. And I think it's so important that we ask. That's why most of my prayers are that sometimes anyway. Yes, I'm giving God thanks, but then I'm turning around saying, as a son, I ask, Father, because I believe you can do this. Yeah, amen. And so, yes, it is so important that he's, it's okay to question God. He can take it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big God. He can take it. People question it for thousands of years. He can take it. Yes, sir. Yeah, he <laughs> already knows how you Amen. Yeah, so you can't trick him. You can't be like, it's all good, God. <laughs> he already knows. Welcome to the conversation, Mr. Like, Amen. I don't understand. Why do I have to go through this? Why am I facing this? Why am I losing this person? Why am I? He already knows. Yes. So it's, I think he wants us to go to him Amen. and be real Amen. and raw. Amen. It's relationship. Exactly. Because yeah. if we don't go to him, where are we going to go? Best friend. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, why is this happening? Why do I have to go through this? Preach. And we can go to our Father just like that. Amen. And He comforts us. It becomes so easy yeah. to go to other things, other people, yeah. things that are not healthy, not good for us. Right. Uh, maybe we don't do drugs, but maybe we binge on food, right? <laughs> and and, and be, we need to come to Him in all things. And so, yeah. did you want to add to that, Michael? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say the same thing. Ms. Danette stole it from yeah, me. Amen. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, it's okay. Um, doesn't mm -hmm. feel like you're honoring more. And yeah, you're thinking, yeah. thinking of it. We also know what well, he knows you're thinking of, but mm -hmm. like, we have not because we ask not. Yes. You don't have an answer because you don't, you don't even ask. Like, right. yes. there's no fashion, there's confession. Like, you know, hey. Amen. Isn't faith asking anyway? Right? That's what, he wants us to come to him with faith. If I just God, you already know, you'll take care of it. Sure. But where's the faith in that? The faith is in the ask. The faith is, the faith is in the seek. And that's how we're to approach him because that's what pleases him. So this is awesome, okay? And I guess we got on this whole conversation because I can, I can see why Paul had to circle back to this idea of the mystery because the Jews were questioning, God, why? <laughs> why are you including these people? Why are you allowing this to happen? And, and so Paul's like, let me explain the fullness of this revelation. So um, real quick, I just wanna make sure that I'm covering everything here. So in 
Paul says about himself, he says, he basically says, I'm commissioned, okay? I'm a prisoner, which is so cool how he says this, because more than likely he was in chains at this point in time, right. probably in a Roman prison. But he says, I'm not, a, I'm not a prisoner to the system. I'm not a prisoner to the Romans. I'm a prisoner to Christ, okay? I'm a, I'm a slave to Christ. There we go, okay? Yeah. I, 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 I belong to him. I can't go anywhere else. I am his, okay? I'm, I'm chained to him, if you will. But then he goes on to say this, and I have in, in the new, excuse me, not the New Living Translation, I can't remember what it says in the New Living Translation, but I think it says special possession or something. In this, he says, um, in the uh, New King James, he says, the dispensation of the grace. Does anybody have a different version of verse 2? Verse 2? I am uh, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility. Special responsibility. I think that's the NLT right there. Special responsibility. Does anyone have a different version that they're reading from? What's verse two? Verse two. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace. Okay, administration of God's grace. Okay. Does anyone have anything that says where it's like the stewardship? ESV, yes. ESV, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace. The stewardship. Okay, so I want to present a question to us right now. Um, in terms of, of, of stewardship, we are stewards. I love how he says of God's grace. Is that how it reads, Brenda? We're stewards of God's grace? Yes. Okay, we're, we're the ministration of God's grace. I'm a steward of his grace. So when I look at myself, in, in what ways are, and I want to ask this to the people here, in what ways are you being a good steward of God's grace? And maybe what ways are you not so good steward? I don't want to say bad, but in what ways maybe are we kind of not properly handling the stewardship of the grace that we've been given? Paul's grace was to make sure that you understood this revelation. So almost like a, like a calling, like a purpose. So maybe anyone want to talk a little bit about maybe in what ways you are being a good steward over the grace of God on your life right now, the calling on your life, if you will. Anyone got anything for me in the room? Go, Pastor Olga. She's ready. Yep. No, I, no, I Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, yes, no. yes you do. <laughs> no, because you said dispensation. Yes. And that actually means like implemented strategy. So I was, I was just in my head, that's why I was looking like this, because I was trying to make sense of that. Okay. Um, talking about the strategy. So is like our calling or being good stewards, obviously strategies involved. And so, yes. um, yeah. Because he's a strategic God? Yes. No, I, I, I'm just, I'm looking at this more where he says, basically, I'm a steward of God's grace. That's what Paul's identifying himself as, a good steward. I'm just asking in, in our own lives, you know, how have we been either good stewards or sometimes not so good stewards of the grace of God on our life? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Ladies first. Okay. okay yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say a lot of times we don't allow God's grace to cover us um, like maybe we're going through something and a lot of times we don't say, you know, we just beat ourselves up. I don't have time to pray like I need to. I don't sure. have time to read God's word. Like I, I know I need to do these things. And it's like, wait, allow God's grace to be like, okay, but we have relationship. Just talk with me. We could talk. Yes. I could, you know, read one verse. If you only got time for one verse, Read one verse. God's grace is sufficient. Amen. And so that's what a lot of times we, you know, not being good stewards is beating yourself up because you think you're not doing enough or, Come on. or you know, being the perfect Christian. And it's like, no, just allow God's grace. As long as you're in relationship yeah. with him, yes. you know, you're good. Amen. We need that grace on a daily basis. Yes, Amen. sir. Please give it to us. So... The Sunday I mis mis met a church. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was at Paul Bunny and Eden. Okay. <laughs> I was all eating breakfast. Um, but, you know, it's like, this is the first time 
when I was our friend ever that I can remember that I was like, man, I miss church. I miss coming, seeing you guys and all that. I miss coming in. I was like, wow. You know, and it's like just like the changing of it all. Yes, sir. You know? It amazed you too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It really did. It shocked me. And I was like, wait, you know, it's time. To wait, no, it's not. I've been, you know, yeah. doing my thing, you know, and, you know, I knew Shining and the kids were going, but it's just like just not being there. But then, you know, being able to go back and watch it, being able to be here tonight and do all, you know, continue it. Yes, sir. Amen. I'm glad you're part of this, sir. <laughs> I, I love when you get to that point in your relationship with God, we just like, dang. I missed church. I need to be in church. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a beautiful place to be because at a different point in your life, you probably wouldn't have said that. <laughs> and in and this question that I'm proposing in terms of our, our, our stewardship over God's grace, I'll give you a quick uh, maybe example with myself. So in different seasons, I feel like I, got just, I get revelation. I got, I'm getting all this stuff from God. And in other seasons, I'm just like, Lord, I ain't hearing anything. And then what I'm doing is I'm going, I'm looking, okay, how much time am I spending watching Netflix right now? Ah, okay. How much time am I playing Xbox? Ah, okay. I see what's happening. I have allowed myself to ultimately be a bad steward. I'm just going to call it, Pastor Rob will tell you, a bad steward of my, of my late night hours in terms of what I should be sleeping and resting. I'm playing video games, okay? Ah, I'm being a bad steward. Now, how is that reflective then in terms of the grace that has been given to me? Because I have to, I have to stand before people all the time, not just Sundays, all the time, and I have to be instant in season and out of season. And those seasons, that I feel like I'm ready. I'm on top of it. It's because I've been in prayer. I've been in the Word. Mm-hmm. I, I'm seeking God. I'm not saying there's anything against playing Xbox or Netflix. I'm not trying to say that and, and therefore bring this legalistic, you know, condemnation on anybody. I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm just simply saying, I recognize my own life. Almost on a daily basis, I'm being a good steward of the grace I've been given. I'm I'm not doing such a good job today being a good steward of the grace that I've been given. Paul's grace was most definitely to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. We here tonight, unless there's any Jews in the room, we are are recipients, beneficiaries of Paul being a good steward over the grace God had given him. So I'm thankful. That, that Eric can miss us. He can be, I feel, I miss church because of what Paul did 2,000 years ago in terms of making sure we would have this, this, this knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so this is a powerful thing. What I want to do for a moment, just if I can, just for, I want to go back to this idea of the mystery and then we'll continue on. Oh, yes, I'm sorry, Pastor. Two really good comments. All right, please, um, give them. Well, there's a couple, but I'm, I'm sorry, I'm missing them. Uh, miss Joanne Brand just said, um, Good evening, ma'am. She said, I, I'm, I be in God's face all the time. Mm. Why, why, why? What is the lesson here I want to learn? Mm-hmm. So that's a constant question for her. And then Miss Good. Melanie You're going to the right place. Let me just remind you, you are going to the right source. Get in his face and ask him why. Amen. Good. <laughs> and then Miss Melanie Mendoza says, it's hard for me to open up to people, Pastor, but I've been struggling with some stuff, and I, it just gets me to this place where I find myself asking the why questions to God. Sure. Amen. No, I, and good. It is okay to ask those questions. And, and in fact, I, I think that part of the reason why we have questions sometimes is because there are men and women in this room watching online, we're not always living as good stewards of the grace of God on our life. If we were all being more diligent about fulfilling our calling, we'd be able to help those who are constantly asking God why. Mm-hmm. A lot of people sometimes don't feel like they can get their answer to the question why with God until they get back to church a week later. But if we all begin to step into the grace God has given us and fulfill the purpose on our life, we become more readily available to the people around us. And I think God wants to use us to help answer the why question many times in people's lives. I don't know the answer maybe why, but I know what God can do because here's what he did for me. And if he did it for me, I believe he can do it for you. And that right there, I believe is bring peace to so many people who, God, help me understand why. Yes, ma'am, Brenda, please. So 
So um, that is so true, and um, you know, like the Lord knows and whatnot. But sometimes we get caught up in this. Um, oh, he knows. Oh, sure. he knows. You know, and um, we had a situation this week where um, I said, "Yes, you know, he knows." But let's pray. You yes. know, and it's like, you know, but why am I going to be praying if he knows? So the moment we started praying, um, revelation just came. Yeah. You know, and that... Revelation came because he knows what you need. <laughs> and because we came to him, you know, and, and, and just like, you know, we've, we've always been saying, so so let us not get caught up in that. I know. I God knows. You know, so I don't have to, you know, he knows. He knows what I'm going through. You know, he, he's, you know... No, it's like, okay, yes, God knows because he sees everything, but, yes. you know, let's come to him and say those questions, you know, why? Amen. Why, why, Lord? You know, yeah. like, yes, it, it it's horrible when you have to beg us to, why, why are my brothers treating me like this? Why, sure. why, you know, is my mom treating me like this? Why is my boss treating me like this? You know, but, like, you have to come with those hard questions. And the moment we started praying, it was like, mm-hmm. like, oh, Amazing. The Lord just, yes, the Lord just revealed, and, you know, uh, he brought laughter in, in our prayer. Awesome. And it's like, wow, Lord, you know, like, thank you. You know, and, and like you said, you know, like, some we may not have the answers to, to those whys, but just the fact of just saying, you know, like, let me pray for you. I don't have the answer for your why, but let me pray with you. Amen. You know, and let's get to that revelation point where God reveals it as to, you know. Wow. Like, God is being in this season for you. Amen. Yes. Uh, thank you for that, Brenda. We actually, um, without disclosing too much, some of you might know this um, lady that was at church on Sunday. Um, her daughter's fiance committed suicide last week. Mm. And so in that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of why. And when these situations happen, I don't have an answer to the why. I knew nothing about the person. I knew nothing about the situation. But I didn't know who to go to. And it is in, in those times where we just, instead of saying, God, you already know. No, let me come to you. Because it's in his presence that we still find a peace, even when I don't have an answer to my question. At least I have a, there's a sense of peace. This knowing, God, you're with me. God, you're going to carry me through this. And while I, I, I would never fully grasp in this life, none of us will. We'll never fully grasp. Why doesn't God just let me know right away? <laughs> There's a, a theologians are still trying to figure that out. Okay, uh, instead, what it comes down to is we are learning to trust him, and and the only way I can learn to trust him, I think Miss Autumn said this earlier, is because this thing is relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, any wives ever just assume your husband already knows? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, <laughs> and it gets you in trouble. They're not God. God already knows, but because it's relationship, He wants you to come to yeah. Him. That's what yeah. He desires, and we're going to see this here as it begins to unfold in this chapter. And, and I thank you, everyone. I'm not trying to uh, cut off the conversation because this is fantastic. I just don't want to belabor it too much longer so we can get to the good stuff. Because Miss Autumn told me I can't come in our house if we don't get to verse 14. Okay, so, <laughs> and so far, so far, I'm only at verse seven. So I gotta, I gotta get there to to verse uh, verse 14. So we left off at verse seven. So let me get on to verse eight here. Verse eight. And I'm going to ask everyone, this is kind of what comes to mind when I read this verse. Okay, Paul says in verse 8, To me, uh, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles, here it is, the unsearchable riches 
of Christ. What what comes to mind when you read this verse, the either the endless treasures, I think some versions might say, are the unsearchable riches of Christ. What comes to mind when, when you see that, the unsearchable riches of Christ? What comes to your mind? To me, it sounds like um, basically the things that, like you can't go find it in a book. Hmm. You have to actually go ask somebody who was there. Okay, okay. <laughs> right on. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, you know, because you're talking about Jesus, so... Um, like he was there, he died, he rose, he ascended, Paul's out here talking to everybody. So now it's like, okay, here, here we are. We were the ones who were witnesses. Yeah. So if you want to know what Jesus did, we're the ones you need to come talk to. Hmm. You can't go into the library and, 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 and have, you know, the scribe read it to you in a scroll. Hmm. It's not written down. This is an ancient, this is, this is right now. Wow. That's them. good. That's good, sir. I like that. That's why our testimony, sharing our testimonies is so important. Preach. Let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Preach. It's going to take too long. That's its own. That's its own. Its own private Facebook time. Amen. Amen. That would be it. Yes, sir. I get that. I get that. <laughs> Anything else come to mind when you when you read these words, the unsearchable riches of Christ? Anything else come to mind? Yeah, please. Um, it's like stuff that I was trying to give to the gangs. To the, come on. Um, to the cocaine, to the, to the weed, to the drinking, and even to trying to kill myself. Mm. Um, wow. Those unsearchable things that I'm going to give from God to Christ and the Holy Spirit. Because in the um, NLT it says, um, He graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentile about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. The endless treasures. I want to include that because I read that earlier in the NLT. I was like, that is profound. Endless treasures. So when you're you're witnessing, um, sharing your faith, this isn't just about what we receive right now. It's endless. What we're going to begin to see is how Paul starts shifting this conversation towards how awesome God is. Amen. Okay, um, Pastor Ogan, we're joking about this on Sunday. I can be preaching about how great God is, how amazing, how big is it. I might get a couple like I hear Miss Autumn, come on, Amen. But for the most part, people are kind of quiet. The moment I start harping on people, like you suck, everyone's like, Yeah, come on, tell us, preach, preach, preach. But but the endless treasures, the unsearchable yes. riches of Christ. That means it's going to take all of eternity. Yes. To discover the goodness of God, okay? How great our God is. And we get to for all eternity. Yes. So it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's meant to be, okay? Because that's who your God is. He, it's unsearchable. It's unfathomable. It's endless about how great he really is. And so I think about it like this. You know, some, most riches can be calculated, right? I can calculate what's in my bank account. Calculate stocks. I can calculate gold. I can, I can, calculate, I can calculate numerical things. But he's telling us here that it's unsearchable. It's uncalculable who Christ, what Christ has made available to us. And so real quick, just real quick around the room, what are some things that are priceless in your life? Some things that are just like, you know, the, just like an illustrator. What are some of those priceless things in your life? My family. That's right. Tommy's going to point right his wife. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. Brownie points. Amen. Yeah. Uh, a, yeah. children. Your children. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Your children. Amen. Your children. Thank you. A blue is a green with her. <laughs> Makes your mom and dad remember. I'm priceless. Amen. <laughs> Anything else in your life that's priceless? Michael. Amen. Michael is priceless. <laughs> he really is. He really is. I, I feel like my, my grandfather's legacy, my grandparents' legacy is priceless. Yes. I can't put a value on it, and it's so valuable. So I consider that thing of the utmost worth. So. I think of time. Amen, sir. 
Amen. Because you can't get it back. <laughs> Time is valuable. It is priceless. Absolutely. Anything. Anybody got like any like heirlooms or just something just like uh, like a car or something? Just like nah, you know, it doesn't get priceless to me. Don't touch. Not yet. Real. Not yet. She's thinking. Not yet. But eventually. <laughs> anything like anything else that's just priceless to you. The idea is just simply that when it's priceless, it's like it just you can't put a value on it. It just means so much. And these are the riches I'm going to talk about in Christ. There's so much that he has to offer. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I have a glowworm from 1985. A glowworm that you can't put a price on. I was going to say, That's awesome. pictures of the girls growing up and, and everything like that to me is priceless. I don't ever want to lose those. Yeah, Amen. But you have something better than those pictures. You have her in person. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> But I get that. I get that. I, I understand exactly what you said. You, you'll, one day, Abri, you'll understand exactly what Mama's saying in terms yeah. of with your own kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I got that. I got that. He's, How about memories? Yeah, amen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Priceless. Uh, someone said, uh, our church family. Hey, thank you. Okay, brownie points for whatever that was. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we are. We are priceless. Our pastor. Oh, thank you. Even more brownie points. Okay, somebody just just bless that woman right now. Amen. <laughs> I, I don't always feel priceless, and uh, my kids don't make me feel that way. But, uh, but I didn't say all of them. <laughs> yeah, but to that, thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Mister Ned beat you to it, though. So, <laughs> um, so okay, moving out real quick. So, so here's what he's getting at, though. Okay, I'm, I get to preach to the Gentiles. I get to tell others about this, these unsearchable riches of Christ. Verse nine, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been, so before God created anything, okay, this thing began, it was hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now, I love this word, the manifold, manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church here it is, to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. This is actually really cool. Yes. This is really cool. Let me, let me explain why this is so cool. Who are those principalities? Who are those unseen rulers or authorities? And Who are we talking about? Who is Paul talking about at this point in time? Who is going to start to catch the, the rev a revelation okay, of, of the grace of God? The unseen rulers, the authority in the heavenly places. Who, anybody got a thought about who he might be talking about? Who is, who is Paul talking It's not that complicated, really. But it, did, any, any thoughts on that? The Holy Spirit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the spirit realm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Angels. Angels. Demons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> these, yeah. these things are, are beginning to see a side of God they didn't even know about before because it was hidden in God. So though angels have been flying around his throne since they were created, mm -hmm. God was revealing something in Christ they had never seen before. You know what that means? That means your life is a teacher to the spirit realm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which means... Which means that the spirit realm is not omniscient. The only one who's omniscient, all-knowing, is the Almighty God. Amen. So even angels and demons don't know what's happening. Okay, they can they can observe, but they but they don't know. They they don't they don't have the omniscience that they're not all-knowing as God is. And so our life is teaching the spirit realm about the grace of God. Amen. Dare I propose the question right now? Right now, what is what is the spirit realm learning by watching your life? What are they learning about God? Yeah. 
by watching your life? What, what, what are demons learning about his grace by watching your life? A grace that they didn't get because they got kicked out of heaven. What, are, what is the demonic learning about the power of God by watching your life? What is the demonic realm learning about, about the love of God by watching your life? I can just keep going, but anyone just want to go and testify to this? I'm teaching a demon how great God's grace is. I won't tell you why, but I will tell you, you that grace of God is that great. And demons are learning about God's grace from watching my life. Anybody got it? Got a go, Brenda, please. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thomas got one for us. Please go ahead, sir. Um, that where where in, in the scripture it says, "No weapon formed against me shall prosper." Okay. The more you walk with God, and the more you trust Him, and the more you believe that to be true in Him, mm-hmm. it's like because you know we're nerds. Yes. It's literally like a force field. It's like walking around and having things just bounce off of you. You can still see them coming. You can even see them being prepared. Yes. Right. You you can see that when God gave you a word and then like three months ago and all of a sudden your boss is acting up, your kids yep. are getting wild, yep. your spouse is freaking out at the Money house Money acting funny. Time. Yep. Yes, sir. Right? Just everything is just seems to be going wrong around you where these are the weapons being prepared by the enemy to yep. keep what was what God had yes. said from coming. But as long as you're continuing in him and believing in the fact that no weapon formed against you will prosper, yes. it literally won't. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. Like, and it's and it's I understand that it can be hard, but it is extremely simple. Come on, sir. It will not prosper. Yes, sir. So wow. So because I yeah, I trust in him. Amen. In everything I do, and I and I, I believe him to be the source of my life. So in yeah. everything that I have is his. Yes, sir. He protects what's his. Yes, sir. So I don't really have to do anything but trust. Come on. Right? Trust and believe that he is who he said he is, and he's gonna do what he said he's gonna That's do. Right. Yes, sir. So yeah. I walk around like and like sometimes in my head I can even see it. Like I got this invisible force field around me. I, <laughs> I got my phone in my pocket, and, you know, and I'll, I'll sit up here and I'll flick the little thing on the back of it. It's like activating my force field. I ain't got to deal with y'all today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love how you said this, sir, that the enemy can see it prepared, but they also see it doesn't prosper. Yeah. But they learn it doesn't prosper even though they've prepared it. They don't even, yeah. they think it's going to work. They think it's going to work. Yeah. And then they see your trust in God and you are teaching them something about what it means to walk by faith. Mm-hmm. See, the spirit realm never understood anything what faith is. They, they didn't understand it until this walk with Christ mm-hmm. began. Yeah. It's a walk of faith. It's not a walk according to the law. It's a walk according to faith. What I can't even see, even if I do see the weapon formed, yes. it's prepared, but it won't prosper. They don't know that. They just they think it's going to take me out. They're learning about the protection of God, the force field, yes. if you will, that Thomas said, has got me covered by watching how those things just bounce off my life. We are, I, I just want to make sure you catch the revelation. We are teaching the spirit realm all the time. Yes. They're learning from us all the time. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's just wild to think that, that beings that have existed since their creation, who knows how many you know, millennia that's been thousands of years and, and we are still teaching them about the grace yes. and the love of God. Powerful, isn't it? Okay, I got to get to verse 14 before Miss Autumn kicks me out. Okay, so here we go. We got to get there. We got to get there. So let me finish this section here. Um, uh, cha- uh, verse 11 of chapter three. So according to the eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So God's purpose has been eternal and he was able to bring that into the present through Jesus Christ, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. See, here's what you got to know about your prayer life. 
It is supposed to be a bold prayer life. Even when you are begging or, or, or hitting God with the wise, it has to be a bold prayer life because you have confidence through faith in Jesus that God hears me and that God is gonna come through. So he says this, therefore, 13, I ask that you do not lose heart and my tribulations for you, which is for your glory. So if anybody could ask why, it was Paul. Mm -hmm. And he's telling them, instead of feeling bad for me, instead of making me think I'm a victim, yeah. no, this is for your glory. These tribulations, yeah. these problems, these heartaches that I'm going through, you're gonna see God get the glory from my life, and then you're gonna rejoice. It's for your glory that I go through this so that you can see how great God really is. So remember the next time you go through some crap, it's for someone else's glory, for someone else to say, wow, look yeah. at the goodness of God. So I get it, ask God why, but once God brings you out, or once God brings you through, or once God brings the healing, or the blessing, or the victory, make sure he gets all the glory so that someone else looking at your life can say, look at what the Lord has done. Amen. Okay. Got to get off my preach soapbox. Okay. Here I'm on verse 14 with 12 minutes left. Here we go. We got there finally. Verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Miss Autumn, what is, what is Paul's posture right here in prayer? What is his posture? What is he telling us he does when he begins to pray? I bow my knee. I bow my knee. He's going low. Woo! He is, he is going, he's, going, he's humbling himself mm -hmm. before the Lord. Because that's what, what does bowing really symbolize in the end? Okay? I, yes. yes. Humble. Surrender. Surrender. Submission. Yeah. yeah. This, yeah. please. Oh, I was just saying, yeah. like, you, you watch different movies and shows over time, like Game of Thrones, or if you're watching 300, they wanted them to bow so that Come they on. could be submitted to the higher, whoever it was in whatever show you're watching. Come on, yes sir. So you know, so you're basically saying, you are my ruler, I'm listening to you, I'm gonna follow you, even if you don't want to, in this case, you want to. Yes, yes. absolutely. In this case, you are submitting to. Come on, sir. This is this is Sparta to the demons, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, but to the Almighty God, to the Almighty God, I bow my knee. So Paul tells us, I'm, I'm bowing my knee because here's what I want you to consider. Some prayers are meant to be face to face, mm -hmm. absolutely. That signifies intimacy. But some prayers need to be, I have to bow my knee. Yeah. I need to humble myself. I need to submit. I need to surrender. Because this is what God is looking for from this kind of prayer. And here's what he says. I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Mike, what do you have for the NLT? How does that read from the NLT verse uh, 13, uh, 15, sorry, verse 15, verse 15. From whom, NLT from... Oh, sorry, from NLT, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. This is such a cool verse in whom uh, the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. It really just signifying that God, yes, is the creator of all things. But when I bear his name, I will bear it here on earth and I will bear it for all eternity. Okay, that Of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. That he would grant you according, here it is again, to the riches of his glory. I just need you to know your God ain't poor. Okay, here God is not That's poor. Right. I don't understand why Christendom for thousands of years has made us believe that we have to be impoverished to be holy. That is not reflective of your Father in heaven, That's of whom the rich, they keep using these words, the riches, the unsearchable riches of God. There's nothing impoverished about your God, okay? He, he has all in all. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I'm sorry to get off on the soapbox right now, but, but if you've been questioning God about giving or you've been questioning God about tithing, the riches of who he is is so evident in scripture in and out. And we We'll get to this next next time we gather together, but he'll tell you that he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. I'm sorry, but that's for two weeks, okay? So, gotta finish here. Um, uh, to be strengthened with the might through his spirit in the, in the inner man, on, on, on the inside of me, that Christ may dwell in my heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded, here it is, yes, in love. Yes. 
may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the, here it is, Ms. Autumn, the measurements, the width, and the length, and the depth, and the height. He's got to make sure he's given us every single yes. measurement possible. Um, to know, is this even possible, Ms. Autumn? To know the love of God, which passes knowledge. Wait, wait. To know something that passes knowledge. I love the oxymorons, I guess, that are here. The To know what is unknowable, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I got to finish this real quick. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Woo! Look how this went from questioning God why to now unto him who is able to do above my questions, above my imagination, above my, my fears and, and my wonderment, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church yes. by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Let all God's people shout amen. 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 All right, now we can break it down a little bit real quick for Miss Autumn kicks us out of her house. We got there. Okay, we got there. Let's go back real quick to, uh, to verse 17 real quick. It talks about this indwelling, that we are the, the indwelling of, of Christ, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. The indwelling of, of, of Christ. The, the idea that, that I am in Christ. But how much more awesome to know that Christ is, is in me. Mm-hmm. He's dwelling in me. Here's my question I want to propose. How much of your heart does Christ actually dwell in? Michael, you got a thought before I propose that question? Go ahead. Yeah, because yeah, in, the, in the NLT it says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Yes. There you go. Yes. Okay, there you go. I just want to make yes, sure. Yes, sir. To me, it comes out more like, yeah, Christ lives in you. As you trust in that, that, him. Dwelling, that dwelling place that he wants to, to hang out. Definitely wants to. If I'm not, if, if I am, I'm really kind of not giving him any room to dwell if I don't trust. The more I trust, the more space I give to him to dwell. So my question is, I think you might, because you can't really answer, answer that, but it's more of a personalized. Let me personalize it for you in the room and those watching. How much of your heart does Christ, Christ dwell in right now? How much of your heart? Is it, is it based on how much I trust? Is it based on not just how much I ask, but how much I trust, how much I, I believe, how much I, I, I'm just willing to say, Lord, I, I, I believe this about my kids. They trust me. Yeah, they, they trust me. They know I'm going to provide. They know I'm going to come through. I've never had one of my kids yet look me in the eyes and say, I don't trust you. Okay. Whew, thank God for that. And if they ever, I'll be like, <laughs> I won't do that. I want to, but I won't do that. But, but the point is just simply this. How much, how much of Christ is dwelling in your heart right now? Is it contingent? on how much I trust. Anybody want to speak to that real quick? Uh, in terms of just how much, how much dwelling place does Christ have in your heart right now? Please go ahead, sir. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us are just sometimes playing a church role. Not playing a church role, but like, we're just a custom routine mm. cycle to ask for things because that's what we're supposed to do, but don't really, they say it just to say it. There's no like, there's no heart behind it. Like, wow. They're like, oh yeah, God, I know you can heal me, so heal me. But there's like, it's because they know that's what they're supposed to say. That's the church thing to say. Do so I, I, and I think some of that is because we forget, like the scripture talked about, the powers mm. and the principalities in heaven that we have access to. Yes, ma'am. We forget that how powerful that really is. That because we have Christ in us and the Holy Spirit in us, we literally have access yes. to the heavenly realm yes, to call on those to powers, yes. to call on those principalities. Yes, ma'am. And even the name, and this is something I have to remind myself, even the name of Jesus, all hell trembles. Yeah, come on. Oof. So <laughs> all hell is attacking us 
or they're attack, you know, Satan's attacking you, or Satan's attacking your home, or your whatever the situation. Just when we say Jesus, yes, all demons tremble. Yes, that's, that's scripture. Yes, well, but um, what she was saying, I, I'm pretty sure you know the, um, the scripture in the book that was it that Jesus sent sent them out, um, and Luke 10. they, they yep. can't they came Luke back 10. and come out. Even, even even the and demons and are subject. Demons yep. are subject to us mm-hmm. in your name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were so amazed yeah. that, like, man, like the same power and authority you have, like, yes, be given to us. And that's part of the unending treasures that we have. Yes, in Christ is calling onto that. Calling, Amen. And we don't even feel it. We can call on to it. <laughs> And it's there. Yes, we have ma'am. access. To yes, that. ma'am. And that's so powerful. Two weeks ago from Ephesians 2, we were talking about the fact that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Yes. That's my position. Yes. That's where I draw my authority from, where yes. I'm seated with Christ Jesus. Thank you for bringing that back, Mr. Net, and reminding us of what is accessible to us and the yes. fact that it's unsearchable still as well. There's so yes. much to it. Yes, sir. Please. Uh, piggyback with you said being intentional. When you go to church, are you present? Are you present? Ooh, ooh. Oh, okay. Come on. Are okay. you present while being present? Okay. So I know previous church I've gone to, I was present, but I wasn't present. Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> we sat in the back row uh-huh. to make sure if we daydreamed yeah. and fell asleep, we, yeah, we no, one, no saw one saw it. Yeah. <laughs> but when you go to church, like, are you just there? You know, it's 10 o'clock. I got to get going, you know, blah, right. blah, blah. Or are you going to be there to be present? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's, that's how you did. Uh, one of the sermons, oh, my bad, uh, a couple weeks ago, we like, yeah. However you come, you know, that's that's what it is going to be. Yes, if, you, yes. if you believe in for healing, restoration, and deliverance, yes. it could be that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the sermon, yes, uh, sir. I, I, I preach a lot of them. Yes, sir. But it's also uh, a culture shift, right? Mm. Um, and, and, and we talk about this a lot. Going from being an American to being in the kingdom is come hard. on. That's hard work, mm-hmm. right? Because everything about America teaches us, like from the beginning, like you pledge your allegiance to the flag. Yeah. No other country does it. Yeah, you're right. Right. No right. other one. So it's like you are indoctrinated from a young age to do certain things away in this country to think a certain way, right? Sure. Capitalism here is real. You know sure. what I mean? So if yeah. you're not if you're not chasing the bag, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. 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 And so. You start to do those types of things. And then when you come to church and you accept Christ because you see that that's the way to live, it is hard to not bring those things from that way of thinking in the world into the church. Sure. You know, but, you know, if you read the Bible, study your word, have the relationship that you're supposed to have, you begin to learn that those things. That you are a new creation. Exactly. Amen. You know, and you are supposed to act a specific way in the kingdom. Yes. You know, and, and seated in high places, yes. have the power, you know, the authority to yes. to tap into those those places. Um, it's very real. But if you're still locked into this, I just ask to receive mm. and I'm not giving anything of myself. I'm not <laughs> spending that time. I'm not actually a citizen of this kingdom. Yes. I'm an American Christian or, yeah. or whatever the case may be. It's 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 a it's a push and pull. Like, yeah, God is more than capable mm. of still blessing your life and sure. making things happen but how much are you missing out of come on yes. because you won't amen. let go of everything that you were right. mm-hmm. hey, amen yes man please remember please yeah um you know and, and going back to exactly what everybody was saying you know but you know going with with uh, tommy you know it says dwelling 
dwelling in, um, according to the dictionary says it's a house, apartment, or, or other place of residence. Okay. So, you know, um, our heart is it's, it's, it's that house. You know, our heart is that house, right, for, for Christ. But are we putting him in the basement? Oh. <laughs> That's a great question. In a room? Uh, you know, hidden? In a closet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, Absolutely. and... Um, and when when God, you know, when you're asking how uh, how much of Christ is dwelling in you, you know, God, um, it happened to me that in the last three years, you know, God was uncovering so many things about me that wow. I didn't want to see myself. You know, and I'm like, no, I choose. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I'm fine. I'm fine. It was our past, and yes, it, it is. You know, it is our past, but God reveals to heal yes yes so, but so Ms. Brenna, say that again god uh, reveals yeah. to god heal reveals amen to heal. somebody better put that on a <laughs> put that on a bumper sticker amen <laughs> you go you go that's preach stuff so, right there i love it so it's you know like and it hurt you know um it was hurting you know it, it was hurting a lot but but yet um as i was opening up to christ those areas God was taking more space into my life. Yes. Wow. Amen. Thank you. Yes. I, I hope everyone can hear what, what Ms. Brenda was saying because this is profound. Okay. There's, I'm going to use a little plan in your words here, but there's healing in the revealing. Okay. Yeah. There really is where we're letting God show us those areas that he doesn't dwell in yet because I put him in the basement. Because I, I have in my heart, but I, I've isolated them to certain sections. Because there's, mm -hmm. so maybe there's still, maybe there, maybe it isn't sin in my heart still. Maybe it's just pain from the past, yeah. unresolved issues or anger or unforgiveness. I just don't want to deal with. It's easier just to to forget about it. But God's like, I want your whole heart, and Christ wants to dwell in your whole heart. And so something's got to be exposed so that He can dwell in the entire portion of my heart. And so I thank you for for being vulnerable, Ms. Brenda, to share it because that's exactly what God is looking for. Okay, let me, Absolutely. because, because uh, Miss Autumn, I'm sorry, was there something you wanted to add to that? Um, just a comment. Yeah, please, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Do you want to finish? Okay. I'm gonna have Miss Autumn read 18 and 19 again because okay. those are the love verses, so. <laughs> um, Jessica Velasquez says, I think it has a lot to do with how you view yourself. Hmm. If you're seeing yourself as his prized possession, as an heir with Christ, um, she says, but if you're not seeing yourself as someone with access to the heavenly realms yep. and with might and power, you might ask small and timid. Right, mm -hmm. right. Which I'm going to get to in just a moment with verse 20 again. But and then Miss Joanne said, quick testimony last week, me and Discord both concerned over a similar thing for different reasons. And in one day, God swooped in and made Mike available to assist our business while I was sitting and gave provision to both our families. Won't he do it? Come on, somebody. My Wi-Fi password. Won't he do it? <laughs> Amen. Ms. Autumn, can you read again real quick for us? Because I've already gone over my time. Can you read again 18 and 19 for us? Um, I'm going to start at just into 17 yes. where it says, yep. mm -hmm. your roots will grow down into yes. God's love yes. and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide how yes. long, mm. how high, and how deep mm. his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, mm. though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete mm. with all the fullness of life and power that mm. comes from God. Ooh, is that the Amplified? That's Come on, somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right, okay, hey. Yeah. So tell me, tell, me, tell me something you love. Um... I love 
cooking. I okay. mean, I also love my family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to go someplace else. So yeah, no, I love cooking. And now, how do you measure that love? How do you measure it? Uh, by feeding others. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. You know, and and like you you're know. gonna do on Father's Day. Hey, man, come yes. on, somebody. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be fed. <laughs> <laughs> you want to love? Yeah, but no, so cooking and then, and then feeding others, right? It's not just, you know, cooking for myself or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I like cooking for other people. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, just, just being able to have them enjoy, you know, what I've made. And how do you measure your love for your family? Um, honestly, just by like, for me, it's, it's being here, so. right? Um, Present. Yeah, being being present exactly, yes. and, and, and intentional yes, with them. So, because um, I don't want to miss anything, yes, and, and, and lives get busy and stuff like that. But um, and and that's gonna happen. But I have to make sure that I I, I come back to a place of intentionality and mm -hmm. making sure that hey, how are you doing? Is everything okay? Do you need something from me? Is there anything else I can do for you um, at all whatsoever? You just want to talk, you want to hang out, whatever the case may be. Um, I'll put him on the spot because you're the head of the household. So <laughs> yes, Can I add to that? Um, I, uh, last year, I was cutting my hair. Tommy, for like, over and over again, I'm not going to help you cut your hair. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm finally like it is now, which I'm going to probably do it soon. I just got tired of this length. So last year I was like, I'm gonna go cut my hair and I need your help. And he was like, I told you I wasn't gonna help. <laughs> I'm and making I money. I go to a stylist. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I love you and you love me, so come help me. And that's what it is. I know Tommy's love. As mm. much as he was saying, I don't wanna do it, but I know his love wow. and yeah. how unlimited it is. And so after my hair, you know, we cut my hair and I was, uh, you know, rewashing it and everything like that. I was talking to God. I was like, Lord, I was thanking him for the wonderful man that he blessed me with. Amen. That he loves me just like Christ loves me. Mm. Okay. And so God was, and then God said, I want you to know my love like that. Wow. Yes, how deep, how Oof. wide, Come out. how long and how high. It's unlimited. Yeah. I want you to know my love like you know Tommy's love. Wow. Because God is love. So as yes. much as you know his love, you are getting to know God. Yeah. You yeah. are getting to know. And, and, and because we are made in his image, you get yeah. to know yourself you even so much more. Yeah. Amen. Oh, my God. I knew we'd get Miss Autumn in tears here in a moment. I knew it was going to happen. I love it. Even little things matter to God. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma yes, ma Amen. The little things matter to how do, then how do we measure God's love? Because I want to tie this all together and because my time is up. Unmeasurable. Un, unmeasurable. And, and yet, Miss Autumn, what she just read to us, because this is how it ties together. The mystery to the Jews was that God would love the Gentiles the same as he loves us. Yeah. 
It was a mystery to them. They, they couldn't understand that. How big is God's love? Miss Autumn read it to us. His, his love is so large, we can't even measure it. His love is so wide, we can't even find the, the, the reach to the end of it. His love is so, so long that it stretches from eternity past to eternity future. His love is so high that, that literally it, it rises above the distinctions and the differences that we try to put on yes. each other. His love just knows no measurement. And I love how he ties this together when he's trying to, let me just, let me explain a misery, but uh, the mystery by showing you there's no measurement to God's love. The reason the Gentiles are accepted, the reason that homosexuals can be brought into the family of God, the reason that people who don't look like you, don't have the same color dust as you, the reason that they might have been former slaves and now are free, yeah. the reason we can bring all these things together yes. is because you cannot measure the love of God. It just knows no Amen. bounds, no ends. And that's the kind of love I want to be filled with because that's the kind of love this world needs. So then when I turn around and I begin to pray, now unto him who is able to do yes. exceedingly and abundantly above our ask or think according to the power that dunamis that that's his love on the inside of me I, I can't contain it that's what's going to come spilling out of my life and then what happens god gets the glory yes, in the yes. church when his love is so powerful yes. in our lives not just when i ask but when i let his love fill me to overflowing what begins to happen now is now I no longer look at the distinctions and the differences between us. Now what I'm seeing is you needed God. I needed God. Yeah. His love is filling me and that love is a power that is going to transform your life just like it did mine. I don't care who I get a chance to witness to. I'm sorry for clapping because y'all are going to hear it really loud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who I get the chance to witness to. Yeah. They need that love, the love of God. Yeah. Because if the love of God can change any one of us in this room, yeah. Anyone that's watching, then the love of God is what they need because it's going to transform them yes. as well. So you spread the love of God to the gangbanger. You spread the love of God to if you end up showing up at a, at a pride parade. You sh you spread the love of God to people that you don't know that come to your same church. You spread the love of God because His love is going to be transformative in their life. We have all seen it. We're living recipients of it. Continue to do more than just be a good religious person. That's right. Let the love of God fill you to overflowing because that's the power working on the inside of us. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, so, I think it was last year sometime, uh, there was a testimony of this uh, white African guy, was homosexual, um, and he was a Satanist. Mm. I, I think he was one of the founders of one of the Satanist churches in, in South Africa. Okay. Had an encounter while he was doing a spell, uh, uh, a curse, had an encounter Jesus encounter him. And, um, kind of like Sawhead, like a like yeah, a head-on yeah, encounter I, with I, Jesus I himself. I was for his name and everything, but uh, he said that what came back to his mind was about he was on the show. Um, obviously, they knew it was satanic. It was a Christian show, and the one thing that he remembered out of all the other Christians that badmouthed him and you know pounded him wow. uh, was the uh, one or two uh, women of God that. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. He's like I I and he's like. That love that I felt for him, mm. and he felt that moment, and he felt with God, with Jesus. And, then, and he, and, like I said, that love of God would turn people around. Yes, sir. But it was like they sowed a seed that showed them the real Christian love, not mm. pound them all, you're gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that yeah. judgmental and all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, God hates these things, but she just yes. doesn't hate that person. Yes, sir. Yeah. At all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Was she, she just hugged him. him. Yes, and she was like, oh. and it made him cry. Dang. Like, he hugged him like, he didn't expect that because every other Christian before that was nothing. Condemned him. Judged yes. him. Ah. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I, I feel like 
I mean, there's no coincidence that we'd be reading Ephesians 3 in June. <laughs> there's no coincidence in America. Okay. Love is not love. God is love. Miss Autumn said earlier, God is love. Yeah. That's, it's, he defines himself as that. And if I really have God in my heart, like Ms. Brenda was saying earlier, I've really made all the space necessary for him to dwell in my heart, then that love for humanity is going to spill out of me. Amen. Okay, because that love for the Jews was equal for the Gentiles. That love you have for your family, dare I say, we need that same love to overflow in our hearts for the stranger, for the foreigner, for, for the, the Democrat, for the Republican, for the independent, for the, the straight person, for the, the homosexual person. That love of God needs to fill us to overflowing. For the gangbanger, needs to fill us to overflowing. For, for the politician, the love of God needs to fill us to overflowing. For the person working at Walmart or, or the person selling you your BMW, whatever it might be, that, that uh, Abria's going to get one day. Come on, somebody, right? <laughs> the, the point is just simply, no matter where I go, no matter who I interact with, I understand the mystery. Yes. I understand the mystery. I get to demonstrate the, the immeasurable love of God to whosoever. And that's what it comes down to. So yes, special. I just want to add to that. Just It just goes to like prove that like love is not a mere feeling. It's not just Come on. a feeling that we get. Mm -hmm. It's the power of God. Yes. Yes. Sometimes we diminish like the word like love. And it's like, yep. it's not, it's what, what Christ died proving to us like his love like that's not just a feeling Dang. like anyone was put in that position like the feelings wouldn't want us to die for somebody else but it's like that power that that unity that he brought and so amen um yeah i just wanted to add that pastor Olga, i think what she's what she's showing us all is when we look at the um the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through god when we look at the 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 things that we use in spiritual battle right the 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 full armor that we have. I think many times as Christians, we forget that our most powerful weapon is the love of God. Amen. It is still the most powerful weapon that we have because you can sit there and you can hate me and disparage me and, and mock me for my Christianity. And I turn around and instead of stooping to your level and I come back with the love of God, <laughs> I become such much, so much more powerful weapon that the scriptures explain like this. I'm actually heaping hot coals on their head by acting the way that Jesus would, by demonstrating a love that takes me to a cross. Yeah, it shuts Absolutely. their mouth. Yeah. Just like Jesus did with the religious leader. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So it's the love of God that we're praying will overflow in your hearts and your lives. Okay. Lastly, as we close this thing out, you know, I, I couldn't help but ask this, but who is the most powerful superhero? Who is the most powerful? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, there you go. That's a good church answer right there. But I guess I'm more talking about fictional superhero. Bria, who's the most powerful fictional superhero? Technically oh. Superman. Technically Superman, okay. All right. <laughs> there, there might be an argument. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Phoenix. The Phoenix? Okay. Who does that? Jean Grey? Technically, it's, it's still the Hulk. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Those actually come. I tell everybody that's that's what my guard is. Is the whole? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love see it. what I did is I just got rid of all the love in the room by asking. <laughs> the the most powerful superhero. But who doesn't die? I mean, at some level, they all die and come back, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, every every superhero has has had a had a death and resurrection story. Yeah, correct. I guess here's my here's my point. I'm just trying to make now unto him who yes. is able to do exceedingly and abundantly yeah. above all we ask or think according to the power.
when you think of, of, of the most powerful thing you've ever seen, somebody maybe tell me, what, what is the most powerful thing you've ever seen? And I don't mean power. It's like, oh, that's like, wow. Really I mean like, whoa, like that's power. Thunder. Like a thunder. Yes, mm. ma'am. A tornado that hit this area back in 1992. It was plain yes. field that it hit, but but my God, just the power you could yeah. feel from that thing yeah. all the way in Aurora. It's like, yeah. oh Lord, power. What's the most what powerful thing you, you've seen? Earthquake. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's not tornado, just the winds, oh, like yeah. just yeah. It, where they knock you over. Yes, ma'am. My, uh, like living with my mom and dad, like the front is a bunch of dust, and man, like that. Yeah, and they they show that that from the whistle powerful, it make a yeah. struggle through straight metal. Straight right, wood. just straight yeah. through. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Power. Yeah. We're talking about we're talking about power. The most powerful thing you've ever seen. Okay. Water. Well, it is. Yeah. Yes. Right. Most powerful most thing most I've most seen in person was somebody get blown like fifteen to twenty feet away from the static electricity off yeah. of a grain silo. Ooh, touching electricity, huh? The shoot, the, stat, the, the shoot was pouring that was pouring the grain. They shut it off. You're supposed to wait thirty minutes before you go touch it to let it discharge, right as it's doing its thing. He shut it off and immediately went to go tell people. So this is why you don't touch it and got too close. Oh you heard him. boom like lightning striking in the building. Like he got force pushed. Right. There's my nerd. The, and yeah, just, he Immediate yep. like spark and smoke <laughs> in him in the air. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. My point in asking this, because the most powerful thing you've ever seen, greater powers working within yeah. you. Amen. The love of God is greater yeah. than the tornado and the tsunami and the electricity. That power of God, that dunamis power of God working in us, because that power transforms for eternity. Yeah. And that's the power working on the inside of you. That, that level of faith. So I want to encourage you to continue to make more room for Christ to dwell in your heart. Amen. By, by trying to know the unknowable, the height, the width, the mm -hmm. depth, the, the endlessness of God's love for us. And it's fun. Yeah, amen, it's right? Delightful. It is. Because it's going to take forever to figure it out. So, <laughs> Amen. The unending puzzle, if you will. The, the love of God. The unsearchable riches of His love. Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to put a couple comments before Please. tuning in. Um, as far as like Superheroes. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. There goes more problems. Dianas and Hercules. Okay. Hercules. Hercules. Captain America. Whoa, okay, just take it to Neil, a, Neil says Spider-Man. Neil, that's my guy right there, Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man, but he isn't the most powerful superhero. Sorry, bro. I love, I love him, buddy. Okay, absolutely. So we're gonna close this up in close up the prayer. Is there any any questions about just what we've gone over today? Any questions? Uh, anyone got any questions? I know we have plenty of comments and feedback, but any questions about Ephesians 3? I mean, I'm just kind of quoting what uh, what Paul tells us here in verse 19, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, basically, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How, to know something that it would just take forever to know. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank God we have all eternity to yes. really get to search out the height and the depth and the width, uh, um, uh, uh, the length of his love. We get all eternity so to experience taste that. taste and see that the Lord is good. Okay, yes, ma'am. You know, like, For all eternity. to get to. Amen. Yeah. On Father's Day, taste and see that Tommy's ribs are good. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Taste and see. Hallelujah. I know. Amen. So we're going to be speaking tongues up in there. No. <laughs> 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 
Ladies and gentlemen, Justice Becker joined the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're talking about ribs. Yeah, we're talking about ribs. Amen. Amen. Yeah, right. So, he did. I feel the Holy Ghost in this way. Is there any any questions about Ephesians three at all that we've gone over today? And we actually got to the whole chapter, Miss Autumn. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Pastor Rogan, is there anything online? Any questions from anybody? questions now but there's always a delay so okay let's take a moment then as we close this time out together i want you just to grab hands with somebody lay a hand on their shoulder in the room uh if you're watching online just stretch with your hands towards the screen because we want to we want to speak over each other right now okay even still wow How, thank you for hanging out with us 22 people start hanging out y'all are awesome you could have been watching the nba but instead you're watching us come on somebody y'all made it through the whole chapter we did that's why <laughs> That's why they stuck around for the whole chapter. I had to. I had to. She was going to kick me out if we did. So I love you. So let's, I want you to do. I want you to, we're just going to pray very simply tonight. We're going to pray that the love of God will fill that brother and that sister. It's overflowing. Okay. Let's just pray that right now. Heavenly Father, we come together and we want to say thank you. Thank you for a love that we do not comprehend, but it's a love that we have. It is your unfailing unending unchanging love oh god we and and i can't help right now but say thank you for that love wherever we are so we thank you lord for that love it's a love that we we've never experienced it's a, it's a love that we've never known your mama might love you your your spouse might love you your parents might love you but there is no love like the love of our heavenly father because even while we we're his enemies still sinners he demonstrated his love and he sent his son Jesus to die for us so that he could have us and love on us for all eternity. So I pray that right now that you will begin to know what you cannot know. Yes. The height and the depth and the length and the width of this love of God. And here's why you need to know it. So that it can begin to come out of you as well. It, be, it can feel you to overflowing. Now more than ever, your crazy boss needs the love of God. Now more than ever, that, that family member that, that hurts you and wrongs you and has probably stolen from you or, or lied about you, they need the love of God now more than ever. Now, right now, the, 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 the people that you disagree with politically, they need the love of God more than ever. The people that are living in sin, they need the love of God now more than ever. So my brother and my sister, I'm just praying tonight, the love of God will begin to fill your heart and mind. Yeah. And that out of the overflow, the power within you, the power working within you, then you will begin to ask. Yes. And, but God will still exceed it. You'll begin to imagine and God will still blow your mind yes. because there's a power working inside of you, the love of God working within you right now. I pray that any area of your heart that you have kept God at a distance, where you've hidden him in the closet, you've, you've regulated him to the basement, I pray that everything else will be removed from your heart. And as Brenda told us earlier, that God will begin to make an apartment, a dwelling, a habitation, a home in your entire heart. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. You won't be yelling at people if the love of God is filling your heart. You won't be condemning people if the love of God is filling your heart. Yes. You won't be judging people if the love of God is filling your heart. Mm. So God, allow that love to fill us overflowing so that out of the overflow of our heart, our mouths will speak your love. Our lives yes. will demonstrate yes. your love everywhere that we go. Thank you. We speak blessings over everyone watching. We speak health and strength and restoration. We speak joy unspeakable and full of glory. We yes. speak financial blessings to everyone who needs it. But I'm, I'm declaring now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power of working us right now. It's his love that is providing. Yeah. It is his love that is blessing it is his love that is protecting it is his love that is healing us yeah. yes. i pray tonight that you will begin to live in the overflow of his love in the mighty name of jesus christ before i say amen yes pastor Olga. Just one good um, 
Um, HP said he prayed for Tara Loza. Yes. HP, uh, I don't know who this person is, but tonight we just pray. Yes, T yeah. I'm sorry, the first name is? Tara. God, we pray for Tara. Tara? Oh, Tara. Yeah. We pray for Tara tonight, God. Lord, I thank you that you are working on Tara's behalf. Tara's behalf. You are moving in every situation. You are you're 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 bringing low the the, the mountains, and you are filling in the valleys, and you are you're bringing healing and hope and strength and joy yes. because you're a miracle worker. Yes, I pray that Tara will feel the just the power of our prayers right now because God, your love is filling us, and so. Tara, wherever you are, I just pray that you will sense the love of God touching you and helping you in this moment. It's his love that is hearing our prayers and it's his love that is responding to our prayers tonight of faith. Uh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lastly, we've asked, we've believed. We just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. We conclude our time together with just saying thank you. Thank you for this love that we don't deserve, but yet you poured on our lives. May we know the unknowable this amazing love for us. In Jesus' name we pray tonight. Amen and amen. 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 To the Pattersons, we say thank you. Blessings over your home. To uh, Brian Tiana, we say blessings. We love you all. Thank you for opening your home to us. So. God bless your family. We love you. Uh, next Wednesday, we will be meeting downtown Aurora for a time of worship and prayer. Join us for that. Obviously, every Sunday at 1030. And then uh, in two weeks, we will see you at, we're going to be where in two weeks? Over here. Oh, at the Dominguez's house. Miss Brenda, do we have a cap on how many people we can invite to your house? You'll let me know. 